Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to Too Smart for This. It's your host, Alexis Farber, and I'm so excited for this week's episode. If you are unfamiliar with me, I am a 25-year-old living in Philadelphia, getting my MBA at the Wharton School. I'm also the founder of Two Collective, which is a line of luxury bathrobes. And I'm a content creator across Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and this podcast. So I'm so excited to be talking to you guys about my health today because just about a year ago, I set a really clear intention to focus on my health for the remainder of 2023. And this was born out of a really tough 2022. Of course, we have sirens because we are in Philadelphia, unfortunately, at the moment. And that's Philly. Billy's vibe for you. Will it stop? Will it ever end? Will it? No, just getting worse. Okay, it'll have to do. In 2022, uh, so I basically got on the next one on birth control implant in 2020. And prior to that, I had been a pretty healthy individual and I'd often focused on my own health. I was working out consistently. I was eating right consistently. And I got this birth control put in um, a couple months after I had decided that I wasn't going to diet anymore. So I was sort of done with the whole like dieting mindset. And that's sort of around the time where my content, where I started creating content. So you guys were definitely there for this. Like when I decided to like stop doing diets and stuff like that and just focus on like intuitive eating. Um, And so from there, I had been working with a nutritionist even. And so at the time that I got this birth control put in is when I think I was at my healthiest mindset about food and exercise. So where I was getting in consistent 10 to 12,000 steps a day when I was eating right and when I was really taking care of my body in a way I had never done before. And so when I got this birth control in and then I started gaining weight, I thought maybe it was because I was now like eating like a normal person instead of starving myself 24/7 or maybe it was because of like all the exercise. I didn't know what it was, but I was in a place where it didn't really matter to me what I looked like. I sort of just like was a, I knew I was healthy and like I had no problem being like a size eight. You know what I mean? Like while I was that at that size, I wasn't super insecure about my body. But that being said, I had other issues that showed up with my birth control over time. So I started spotting every single day. Uh, which was terrible. I had to wear a panty liner like every day. I didn't have a consistent period. It was really annoying. And then after that, I eventually just lost sort of my mood. And after a couple years on this contraceptive in like October of 2022, I was diagnosed with clinical depression. And I was like, this is just not me. I don't know what's going on here. I feel so out of control with my body because I'm like a super healthy person, but I'm gaining weight. I am spotting every day and I don't feel good in my body when it comes to my menstrual health. I'm clinically depressed, which is just not who I am or who I want to be right now. And so I started to really just feel a sense of desperation. And so my history prior to being on the next one on birth control implant is that I was on birth control from around the age of like 15, 16 to control my irregular periods. And this is something that a lot of women end up getting. So a lot of women are prescribed birth control to manage symptoms. In fact, it's estimated that 50% of women are on birth control, not for pregnancy prevention, but rather to deal with symptoms of hormonal health, such as acne, painful periods, 
or migraines, et cetera, et cetera. So these are, people are on birth control. Half of the women that are on birth control are not on it to prevent pregnancy. Half are on it to deal with symptoms, which makes sense because when I was 15, I was not sexually active. I didn't like, like, come on now. I was not a cool 15 year old. So I had been on it for my whole life. And I was like, wait, who am I like without this? You know what I mean? And then I have multiple sclerosis, which I've talked about multiple times on the show before. And I'm on an immunosuppressant medication called Ocrevus, which would make it very unhealthy for me to get pregnant. Um, So my doctors have all been very adamant that I stay on birth control. In addition to that history, I had my family, my mom had uterine cancer. My aunt had cervical cancer. My mom has eight children. She's had like rare diseases. Like I've had a lot of mental trauma when it comes to reproductive health and sort of like anything that has to do with periods, sex, all of it. Like I have like pretty bad mental trauma with it. So when it came to down to, I have all of these symptoms and I think it's my birth control that's causing it. It was really hard for me mentally to dig into and talk about and discuss my reproductive health. And this is to the point where if you know me in real life, I can't talk about health stuff without throwing up. Like anything health. If you are explaining to me like blood, anything, anything, I will get sick. And it was just something that I I can't deal with. I don't know why. It's like a random trauma, probably from having MS and dealing with doctors and having bad experiences. But so for me, this birth control transition or this idea that I didn't have to listen to doctors or this like ability to research my reproductive health without actually getting physically sick was a really big step for me. And I'm being so serious when I say I could not talk about this stuff before without literally like losing control of my body. And I hate that. I'm still working on my medical anxiety. But that being said, that's why it's such a big deal for me. And that's why I haven't like talked about it like I feel like most people if they had such a big transformation from hormonal changes they would be like screaming it from the rooftops but I just like still am a little uncomfortable talking about health stuff so that's sort of why I haven't why it's taken me a year to give you this episode so forgive me that's the reason why so I want to talk to you about what I researched what I found out why I'm no longer on hormonal birth control my thoughts on it and then I want to share with you my healthy habits that I've implemented and sort of like the big things that I think make a huge change in my health and my hormonal health to this day. So let's talk a little bit about the research that I did about hormonal health. When I was thinking about this, about getting off of birth control, I was definitely like triggered to start thinking about it from TikToks. There were so many people talking about cycle balancing and cycle syncing. And so I read the book Woman Code by Elisa Vitti. And this book has a ton of great information about the woman's hormonal cycle, how to take care of your cycle and eat right with it and everything like that. And so in the beginning, I was like, I kind of want to do cycle syncing. And then in the section of the book, there is a section about getting off of birth control. So I did a ton of research about getting off birth control and like what to do to make sure your cycle was in a good place. But essentially, if you're unfamiliar with what birth control is doing to your body, it's a good place to start to figure out why you may be feeling what you're feeling. So birth control uses synthetic hormones like estrogen and progesterone to never allow your body to necessarily ovulate. So it's always feeling like it's in a place of pregnancy. So you're at a stagnant hormonal state for the entire month. And then for that week, you don't take the pill. Or some of us, we were on season eight where you only wouldn't take the pill every three months or something like that. 
then you're always at this like standard hormonal state and then you get off of it for a week and your body produces sort of like a fake period and then you get back on it and it's just a sort of fluctuation up to date black back and forth, et cetera, et cetera. Now, these synthetic hormones are helping to create a place of like homeostasis, which is why it helps to control things like painful periods or acne or stuff like that, because you're not going through the normal hormonal cycle that a woman has, which is a 28-day cycle with four different phases, the menstrual cycle, the luteal phase, the follicular phase, and the ovulation phase. In each of these phases, your hormones, estrogen and progesterone, as well as testosterone, are in different stages. Each of these phases of your cycle have different hormonal balances that they're supposed to meet. So throughout the month, you're gonna be feeling different during the time you're ovulating versus your luteal phase, which is right before your period, versus your follicular phase right after your period. And during your period, you're gonna feel different too. But you're more in touch with your body because you know what's going on because these hormone differences are simply like a fact of life. And so they can all be harnessed for their strengths and weaknesses, each one of these phases. And there is a big trend going on of people doing cycle syncing where they eat and work out according to their cycle. And I did that in the beginning of the year, but it's not super realistic for someone who is as busy as I am. So I only follow it lightly now. But that being said, that's what most of the book Woman Code is about, is learning the realities of a woman's hormonal cycle and sort of taking that to a place of empowerment instead of a place of pain. So many of us are dealt with painful periods or painful cycles, or we are ashamed of the 28-day menstrual cycle we have. But in reality, it is such a gift and such a blessing, and it creates life. And now that I'm not on birth control, I just feel like myself again. I don't feel like, and I know that there are no medications or external things in me that are like altering my state of being. I feel very connected to who I am and my intuition. And to the point now where like if I have a painful period, I know it's because I'm stressed. Like I can feel in my body when something's off. Whereas before I couldn't trust that intuition because I had all these hormones in my body. With that being said, the way that the world works is on a man's hormonal cycle. Their hormonal cycle is a 24 hour day where you wake up, you work, you come home, etc. This is like a man's hormonal cycle. So women have been thrust into this world. We don't operate in a world where we are centering our cycles. And so when you can create that world for yourself where you're focused on your cycle because you're educated about why you might be feeling down this week and up next week and super, you know, sexual one week, it's once you know those things, you can better alter your life and feel more calm and connected to your own body when you are understanding those things. So those are the books I read and what I researched there. I also found that there are no zero, zero studies on the long-term effects of birth control. Birth control has been legal since about the 60s, 70s, and it has, there's been no long-term studies about the effects of it. When it was literally designed to only be a short-term or short-term pregnancy prevention pill. It wasn't designed for us to be something that we take for decades to come. Now, while it might be safe, et cetera, et cetera, I think that we know from the numbers, we know that women who take birth control as teenagers have a 130% higher chance of being diagnosed with depression than women who didn't. And in women who are generally just taking birth control as adults, that chance of depression is 92% higher than women who don't take birth control. So you're much more likely to experience clinical depression or pain if you, or anxiety, et cetera, if you're on the birth control pill. That's a non-negotiable fact that's from the NIH. Now, for me, I was really scared to get off birth control because I had such painful periods growing up and I had to stay home from school. I would throw up. I would be in so much pain. 
There was one month when I tried getting off of it in college because my boyfriend and I were long distance and I was like, I will just go off of this. And I had such a bad period that I like wanted to die. And I was like, this is why I'm on this. And so I was very scared about coming off of it and dealing with that. So here's exactly what I did. While I was still on birth control in end of December into early January, I started doing the cycle syncing and I started taking supplements. So birth control depletes the body of a lot of natural or nutrients such as vitamin B, folic acid, etc., etc. The full list can be found in the book Woman Code by Elisa VT. That's where I would go for more information. And I started taking those supplements prior to getting my birth control removed. I also did cycle syncing and I also focused on movement. Even though it was cycle syncing, I sort of just like ate healthy and at home, which was important. And from there, I immediately started tracking my cycle and doing cycle syncing as soon as I came off of birth control. So the second I came off of it, like I got a period like that week. And so I started eating for my menstrual menstrual cycle and doing supplementation for my menstrual cycle. I also did two other things here. The first was acupuncture. I went to Aura Space in New York and I got hormone balancing focused acupuncture. And I think this helped a lot because it's a natural form of, you know, hormone balancing. And I don't even know, I didn't do too much research on it beforehand, but they had just like invited me in and it happened to be a perfect time. And I think that really helped a lot. The second was also rooted in Chinese medicine and it is using the Elix healing elixirs. So these are herbal mixtures that are designed to help your specific period needs. And you take them for the week leading up to your period. And then there's also like a daily cycle balance. And so I took both of those and I was just very intentional and focused on the supplementation that I was using. There's also supplements and foods that you can take for whatever you're specifically dealing with when it comes to your cycle. So let's say that like you were dealing with acne, then there's specific supplements that are going to help you with that that are outlined in this book. There's also specific foods you can eat. And also, I just want to emphasize over half of us are taking birth control for the pure sake of controlling symptoms like acne and painful periods. There are other medications that are not hormone disrupting that you can be taking to manage these symptoms that don't impact all of your female reproductive health, okay? So we have things like spiralactane, accutane. There are things that you can take for, if you have intense nausea or intensely painful periods, you can be prescribed drugs for that, babe, that are not going to be disrupting your entire female hormonal cycle. And I think that's what's important to notice is when I told my my gynecologist, although she wanted me to stay on birth control, she was like, it might be a good time for you to take a break. And if your bad periods come back, I can prescribe you the highest strength nausea medication, the highest strength pain medication so that you can deal with this. And so it's important for you to find someone who can support you through that and also to research other ways to handle the symptoms you might be dealing with and have a backup plan. Because a lot of the questions I get from you guys are, did you break out when you got off birth control? Were your periods bad? And I think because I was really focused on my natural supplementation and I was already living a pretty healthy lifestyle where I was eating pretty like whole foods and eating at home most of the time, drinking a lot of water and a relatively active lifestyle, that that combined with my intentional supplementation and acupuncture and cycle syncing at the time really helped it to where I came off birth control and I didn't have cramps in my periods. I didn't break out. I immediately almost dropped the weight that I had been holding on to as a form of that birth control and I didn't have headaches I didn't have any symptoms like I can't even believe my periods now because if I do get cramps it's because I'm stressed not really because I like get them regularly which is a a concept that is so foreign to me I mean 
My mom has really terrible reproductive health issues. So do all of my sisters. Like, And a lot of it, the reason, this is what I learned in the book Woman Code 2, is that a lot of the foods that we eat and the cleaning supplies we use and the chemicals around us have these chemicals in them that when they are put into the body, they are sort of seen as hormones. So even though they're not necessarily hormones, the body reacts to them as if they are hormones and it creates an excess of oftentimes like progesterone, which is why so many women have painful periods or hold on to weight because our bodies are absorbing these chemicals that are sort of showing up as excess progesterone. And that is why we are dealing with all these problems. So I think because when I was growing up, I didn't eat healthy at all because we were on food stamps. We didn't have good food. And because uh, we weren't active and we used and there were so many chemicals around us, I think that's why I had such bad painful periods is because like I wasn't generally healthy. And now I when I can, I eat completely organic. When I can, I use organic products and cleaning products and stuff like that. I don't always. I'm a normal person. I prefer Windex over the natural shit any day. And I like my makeup products. I, I, I don't, I did not do this insane like 180 where I switched everything organic and I stopped doing anything fun and I stopped drinking alcohol and I stopped taking, doing everything. No, like I introduced supplements chose to eat organic and healthy 70 to 80% of the time. And I tracked my cycle consistently. And now, and, and I still had a massive transformation. You don't have to become a health nut in order to balance your hormones. You know what I mean? I didn't even do traditional hormone balance testing because I'm sure if I did, they would say, bitch, your cortisol's out of this world. I simply listened to my body because as it shows in the book as well, you can sort of use the signals from your body to tell your hormonal states. So if you're feeling pain from your periods, if you're having super intense periods with a lot of clotting, it can tell there's those show imbalances in your hormones that you can look at and feel. So if you're experiencing headaches, for example, basically your body is telling you what you need from your period and from your hormonal health. You just have to listen to it and know what to look for. And that's why doing your research and connecting and reading these books, connecting with more natural medication and more natural ways of healing are important. I just really want to emphasize though, guys, like I am not a functional medicine or nothing type of person. I'm not someone who doesn't believe in Western medicine. I clear, I mean, I have MS and I'm on an immunosuppressant from it. Like I take Adderall for my ADHD. Like I'm not someone who is like, so super woo-woo about this. And I know when medication and when Western medicine can, you know, be really, really helpful. But things like Chinese medicine, acupuncture, herbs, and focusing on your hormonal health and using natural supplementation in place of things when you, like, if I don't have to have a drug in my body, I don't want it. You know what I mean? And so this is something that just, I felt such terrible side effects from that I want you to know that like whatever you're feeling, maybe your depression, maybe your painful periods, maybe your acne, et cetera, it can all be handled with things that are not disrupting your whole hormonal cycle because the effects of birth control, we don't know the long-term effects, first of all. And the second part of it is that there are mental problems that come from being on birth control for so long. One of the studies shows that it disrupts our natural pheromones. So we choose the wrong partners, which can lead to fertility issues and obviously relationship problems down the line. This is detailed um, in the book, what's the book called? Moody Bitches. And you can re look at these studies here. It's just like, it's so crazy that we're all on this medication to control our hormones 
when men don't have to do anything and we are like sacrificing our mental and our physical health for the four day window a month when we can potentially get pregnant because your ovulation window every month is only three to five days. So you only really have the potential of getting pregnant three to five days a month. So it's like we're sacrificing all of that for a couple days a month. Like it's insane to me. That being said, I did all this research, but like I said, I'm not completely against medication. And I also believe that birth control can be used for people who need it most. I mean, women with PCOS, endometriosis, like there are many different ways and and situations where birth control is needed. I also want to be very clear in saying that birth control is a economic tool. I mean, it's I would be lying if I said like women in developing countries need access to birth control so that they can control their futures. With the way abortion access is being attacked in the United States, having access to birth control may be the only way that you are personally going to be able to take control of your life. And I 1000% stand by that. So I don't want to say that it's like, a political statement to like not be on birth control. I don't want to be associated with any of that Republican anti-choice rhetoric whatsoever. I just think that health-wise, it is not the best option for everybody, especially if you're someone prone to depression. And that's why I'm advocating for women to reconsider, not necessarily move away from it completely. So let's talk about the health things that I do and did now to after I removed my birth control and did my cycle syncing, supplements, etc and my favorite most important health habits. And then I will answer your questions because I have a ton of questions from Instagram. So here are five big health things that are important for me that helped me transform my life while I was also removing my birth control. First is protein and nutrition. So nutrition wise, I had a nutritionist obviously who helped me with this. And I also did like a ton of research on this on my own. And the most important thing for me was getting in enough protein. So this is what helped me like satiate my appetite and also helped me with my muscle retention and growth. I tried to get in over 100 grams of protein a day and I tried to eat breakfast and stuff like that too because not eating breakfast can actually raise your cholesterol in women. I think a lot of us hate breakfast. I hate breakfast so much. I'm not very good at this. I probably don't eat breakfast half the time and do eat breakfast half the time. It's something I just hate. I feel like it disrupts my morning. Like it's so freaking annoying. And so I've just like always disliked it. And I was like, oh, I'm intermittent fasting. Good for me. But it's actually not good for you and women. It's not good for women to intermittent fast, apparently, because it can raise your cholesterol. I'm saying this from experience. I have two friends who this actually happened to where they're like the healthiest bitches I know. And they went to the doctor and they had high cholesterol. And their doctor were like, do you eat breakfast? And they were like, no. I was like, oh, that's why. Sucks. Anyway, tons of research on it. I don't really know. I'll try to find the study and link it. Two is, so getting in protein is important. Here are some easy ways I get in protein. One, before I leave the house, huge protein smoothie. I have protein powder. I have the high protein yogurt from Oikos. I add in flax seeds and chia seeds for my hormonal health balancing. And then I add in berries and spinach. That's a 40, 50 gram protein shake right there. And that's half my protein intake for the day before I even leave the house. The other three snacks and things that I always have with me are 20 gram of protein Think Thin bars. I like the peanut butter flavor. I like chomps. I live for chomps. They're 10 grams of protein and it's like straight organic meat. It's so good and I love them. And then three, I have these um, like 30 to 40 gram like pre-made protein shakes I like the Premier Protein ones because they taste the best. Sorry. They're not organic though. I need a new organic one. And then the only what you need organic chocolate ones are really good too. So if I have one to two of those snacks every day, I'm hitting almost all of my protein intake 
without my regular like meals. So for lunch, I like to do a sandwich with a ton of turkey or like if I'm home and I don't go anywhere, I do like eggs and turkey sausage. For dinner, it's like a salmon bowl or a bolognese or a super thick chicken soup, something that's gonna have at least 20 to 30 grams of protein. Try this for two or three weeks, it will change your life. Next up is sleep. So when it comes to sleep, I definitely it definitely matters a lot to me, but I got sleep way less this semester, um, obviously, but it's something that's important to me. So I have a very detailed and intense sleep routine and that has like probably four main things that are super helpful. The first is my Beam Dream supplement drink. So this is a drink that tastes like peanut butter chocolate. It's so good. I would drink it just for taste. And it has CBD, melatonin, L-glutamine or whatever, and magnesium in it to really relax the body. It's pretty expensive, but it's worth it to me because it is so, so effective. And it really helps you relax the body and sleep. I also have a weighted blanket, which has been a game changer for me, especially now that I'm single. And it really helps me sleep in a more effective way because I used to just not really get restful sleep because I'd be waking up so much, especially with my anxiety and with my taking ADHD medication and the weighted blanket has changed all of that for me. I also sleep in a super cold room with a humidifier. I love my canopy humidifier and an air purifier and I track my sleep with my aura ring. So I love, love, love my aura ring. We'll get into like how I use my aura ring to track my cycle and stuff in a little bit. But sleep is really important and this is going to be something that really helps you regenerate your body, especially when you are doing hormone balancing or transitioning. Now, when it comes to supplements, the big ones for me in the beginning were magnesium, vitamin B, vitamin D, and folic acid. I also did chlorophyll for a while. I did a ton of different supplements at that time and then over the summer I transitioned to using Binto. So Binto is a woman-owned and focuses on women's hormonal health company it's based here in philly as well and they essentially have you take a quiz online telling them your symptoms so say you're like i have really heavy painful periods and also i'm really stressed out at work and they put together a package for you and send it to you every week or every month and you can just take it with you their little packets on the go it's just genius i love it and so in there i also added in like the stuff that helps me support my ms health like vitamin d and magnesium because those things are really important to me and then I take those every single day. In addition to that, I'm trying out colostrum, which is good for your immune health. And I also take Nutrafol for my hair. Another supplement I love is Array Bloat Pills. The only symptom I have not been able to really deal with during my cycle balancing has been mid-cycle bloat. So when I am ovulating, I am super bloated and I have sometimes ovulation cramps and I have bloating from that. That is the only symptom I have not been able to kick and the Array Bloat Pills help me a lot with that. Fourth habit is water intake. Um, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of the problems that we have as human beings could be solved if we just drank a little bit more water. So I just got really good at drinking enough water and in the morning I do hot lemon water and then I use these um, big, the big simple modern cups which are 40 ounces and I try to have two to three of these a day. Just make it a habit. I also like don't drink anything other than water. I drink Diet Coke occasionally in the afternoon and I drink black coffee. That's kind of it and alcohol. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Finally, when it comes to working out and hormone balancing, there's a ton, a ton of people on the internet who say like you should work out for your cycle or you should only do hit during like certain phases of your cycle or you should only do yoga during certain phases of your cycle. And this was definitely outlined in the book Woman Code as well. And this is an example of something where you're going to take what works for you and leave what doesn't. 
because at the beginning of this journey, I really did want to be the person who did all of these different exercises during different times in my period or different times in my cycle. But in reality, that does not work for me. I need to be on a consistent workout plan and I need to be doing what works for me, which is strength training three times a week. That's all I can really do. Like that's what works for me in my body. And yes, sometimes during my cycle, I can lift heavier than I can in others. And yes, sometimes like I might be craving yoga or something as well. But for me, I needed that specific routine. And while that's not necessarily like the pinnacle of cycle balancing, it's the reality of what works for me. So that's what is important. So when people ask me about my health and like how I've like changed my body, it's through strength training. I use the Alive app or I use the Peloton app for like fun little classes. The Alive by Whitney Simmons app. The reason I chose to use this app, I've said on the show before, is that Whitney Simmons and I are the same height and we sort of have the same natural build. So when I was looking for people whose like bodies I wanted to like emulate or whatever, or people who I wanted to take fitness advice from, I don't take it from five two girls who are like pear shaped. I take it from people who look like me, five seven, pretty lean build. So that's why I like, and also it is the best designed app from all the fitness influencers that I've seen out there. Like I've tried multiple, but the Alive app is actually the highest quality in my opinion and there's a ton of stuff on there so I do that and then I do um walking so at the beginning of the year I was walking when I was like first losing weight I was walking like probably 12 to 20,000 steps a day especially when I was in Europe like 20,000 steps a day and then now that I've gotten to school it's probably more 8 to 12,000 a day I'm still pretty active and I work out pretty consistently but what's probably like my progress has definitely like derailed and stacked what is it called when it stops? I don't even know. Stalled because I drink and go out so much in business school. So yeah, let's get into the questions now because I know that that was up there. First question is, have you balanced your hormones? If so, how? I think I have because I feel like I'm in a healthy place. I haven't gotten formal testing like the Dutch tests, tests and stuff. That's something I hope to do in 2024. But from like the natural research, like and from how I feel on a daily basis, I don't have any hormonal issues such as acne or painful periods or weight gain problems. And I don't have terrible mood swings. So I personally feel like my hormones are balanced. Although I could predict if I were to get a hormonal test that my cortisol levels would be really high because I am a stressed individual. What's something you tell yourself right before you stopped birth control? I'd tell myself to do it sooner. Um, I'd tell myself, that it's okay. I think I'd tell myself the data about how, because I didn't know this before I stopped birth control, that there are no long-term studies about the health, the impact of it and that I should be like more careful with my body. What else did you do to heal your gut besides stopping birth control? I never said I healed my gut health. The healthy habits I described earlier, like eating 80% organic. So now if I'm at the store and I have the choice to buy organic or non-organic, I will always get organic because a lot of the food has been treated with preservatives that have those faux hormones that show up in our body as hormones, even though they aren't necessarily, and organic things don't have that, or more natural things don't have that. So I think my transition away from preservatives and sulfites and all that type of thing has really helped. And then two, eating healthy, working out consistently, taking my supplements. I'm a generally like regular person, which I didn't used to be when I had MS, one of my biggest, I have MS, one of my biggest symptoms used to be chronic constipation. And so I just think that like 
drinking enough water and eating a majority healthy diet has really helped me like with that. But I definitely would say there's probably more gut health for me to like work on. You know what I mean? Yeah, two people have asked about gut health. I don't really do too much with gut health, honestly. I just sort of take care of myself generally. How do you stay healthy during business school benders? I don't. I participate fully in the business school benders, unfortunately. I go out, I drink. When we went to South Africa, I did a tasting menu with the wine pairings every day. Wine tasting, I had so much wine. I don't stay healthy during business school benders. I do try to take shots instead of doing sugary drinks, but I don't always. I like cocktails, I like wine. I am not someone who restricts myself with eating at all. I simply care about, like when I get home from the business school bender, or I get or we have like one night a week, probably one night every two weeks where I get super drunk and I'm hungover the next day and I go get a bagel and like chill out. It happens a lot. I'm not my healthiest right now because we have finals, we have all this stuff going on that's like really difficult to manage. And a lot of it has been pretty tough for me to deal with. So I eat out more than I would like to, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, like I don't always stay healthy during it. I think I was more in my healthy era at the beginning of this and now I'm going to be more in the future. But I just want it to want this to go to show you don't have to be perfect all the time. You can still manage your health and take control of it. Any advice on getting back your period really in need of some encouragement? This is advice that I would go to a nutritionist or someone for. Maybe I should have someone, a hormone health expert on the show, honestly. But I wish I could help you with that. I think it's really important to get your supplementation up and make sure you're eating enough, make sure you're gaining enough, hopefully getting gaining enough weight so that your body is in a healthy state. Ugh, I'm just praying for you. I'm sorry I can't help with that. I didn't deal with that issue. How did you know something was off? As I said before, I was clinically, when I was diagnosed with clinical depression, that was the trigger for me. Because as I said before, the weight gain, like I didn't feel, that didn't bother me. Like it was like uncomfortable, but like it didn't bother me. And then the spotting every day, I was like, oh, this is just something I should deal with so I don't have painful periods. But the clinical depression, I was like, I cannot live like this. I have a life to live. I'm 24, I wanna be happy, no. My acne is popping off and I just got off birth control. This, did this happen for you and did it die down? I did not break out and I think it was because one prior to birth control, aside from a few like acne ridden years in my like early teens, I didn't deal with a ton of acne. This is something that you can treat without hormonal birth control though. So I would say you should mo make sure you're super focused on supplementation and drinking enough water and eating healthy. And if that doesn't work after a couple months, I would get on spiralactane or Accutane. I've had a few friends do that. And then after that, they don't have any problems anymore. So I would try that. Did you test hormone levels afterwards to see any deficiencies? As I said, no, but I would say um, I would like to at some point. I just was too busy. All the other questions are about contraception, uh, pregnancy prevention, and going off birth control, whatever, whatever, whatever. I use the Flow app and the Natural Cycles and Aura Ring. So on Aura, you can use the Natural Cycles app to, it takes your temperature basically every day and tells you whether or not you are fertile. So I don't follow that 100% because obviously I'm single now, it doesn't really matter as much. But I use condoms 100% otherwise. Those are the two things that I use because when condoms are used eff effectively, they are 99% effective and natural cycles is 93% effective when used effectively. So when used correctly, I mean. So I do those two things and I haven't had any problems since. But I'm also a woman who has luckily access to abortion services if needed. So I don't really feel a sense of like, I don't know, I don't, I've never had an abortion and I feel like it would be really hard for me to do mentally as it is with anyone. 
but that is a big privilege that I would be remiss in not mentioning. Okay, any trial and error you went through, supplements, etc. I think I've given pretty much good information on the supplements, on everything I did. There are, I would say, listen to Elisa VT and other, I would search up like hormone podcasts if you just want to get started. Purchasing books is really helpful. And then talking to your doctor about the needs for it. I would say advocating for yourself is important. They wouldn't let me take out the birth control for like a full like six months when I was asking for it. And I finally just had to lie to them and be like, yeah, I'll come back and get a prescription for something else. And then I just never did. So yeah, painful, but whatever guys. Okay, with all that being said, I love you guys so much. I hope that this was a helpful episode for you about birth control, about hormones, and about how I've really transformed my health in the last year. As I said before, I'm not in the perfect health of health place right now and like long term or this upcoming year, I really want to focus on reducing my alcohol intake after this Bender business school and eating more healthy and like at home because I've been so busy that I haven't been able to. So I still have goals. I'm still working on myself, but I just want you to know that like when you do your own research, you take back your power and women's health is what runs this world. So let's make sure we're being really intentional with how we're doing it. No matter what you decide, I will never judge someone for being on birth control or not. But this was such a big help for me that I never would have considered if I hadn't seen other people do it online. So I really hope it helps you. With that being said, I love you so much. And don't forget, you're too smart to not love yourself. Oh.